The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. All right, all right. Welcome to it. It's uh, it's almost a weekend, but not quite. We've got a lot to get through before that, so... Uh... So tuck in. Here we go. Disability Law Show back with you uh, once again. Savannah Tamarkin, co-founding partner. Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, is here. Of course, Albert Klein as well, the partner. And we're going to rock and roll. we got so much to get through, guys. Uh, we're going to talk about pre-existing injuries. Fascinating topic. And it's also a topic that a lot of people are really in the dark about. So we'll we'll get to that here in just a bit. But we always start off with the, uh, the case of the day. Savannah, uh, what do you got to enlighten us with uh, tonight? John, I wanted to start off by telling you about an interesting call I had this week with a gentleman uh, in in the GTA. I'm not going to say exactly from where, but this person is calling about his wife's car accident. It was a serious mm-hmm. crash, uh, and it, it happened uh, um, a couple of years ago, actually, uh, just when COVID uh, was starting. Uh, it, it, it was um, a three-car collision. Long story short, she suffered significant injuries. There were some fractures. Um, you know, she, she's in her mid-40s. They got some kids at home. Long story short, uh, they did what most people do, which is, you know, you have a serious car accident. You obviously deal with uh, the, the, the medical side of things. And you, you want to deal with the legal side of things, but you don't know what to do. You're bombarded with billboards everywhere. Uh, and TV advertisements and all that kind of stuff from personal injury lawyers who say that they're the best and they can get you millions and millions of dollars and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and look, we are personal injury lawyers and disability lawyers. So in a way, I can see how people would group us with those individuals. But let me right. tell you, just like in every industry, whether you're dealing with accountants or with home builders or with engineers, any profession has people who know what they're doing and also act, act uh, um, ethically and morally in, in terms of uh, discharging the duties of their profession. You also have the individuals out there who are not necessarily following all the rules. And uh, what happened in this particular case, uh, I have to be very careful in the information that I give you here because I don't want to identify that lawyer, but I can tell you that that lawyer uh, has done certain things on the claim. For example, that lawyer uh, has connected this, this person's wife with a certain rehab clinic, uh, you know, told them, you know, you should really go to that clinic to get treatments. Uh, what that individual, that person who called me, what he didn't know is that that clinic was under investigation by an insurance company, the insurance company that was actually dealing with paying benefits for those treatments. Uh, you know, that clinic had a history of fraudulent activity. And so what happened was that because his wife went for treatments there, suddenly there was a, a, a mark on her claim, uh, a red mark, so to speak. And, and now, you know, her injuries are being looked at suspiciously, her losses. You know, she hasn't been able to go back to work. She's an accountant, uh, so she's losing a lot of money. It's not to say that they're not paying anything. It's to say that, you know, you have to ask yourself, how did that lawyer – I know that lawyer. How did that lawyer not know that that particular clinic – was not necessarily a kosher clinic, quote-unquote, right? Like, you have to be very careful about these kinds of things. And and so, again, I'm not going to presume to say this is why this lawyer told them to go to that clinic, but I can tell you that in the personal injury world, there are a lot of deals being made, uh, and and there's a lot of sort of money that is being handed over between lawyers and clinics and tow truck drivers, etc. Not everyone, 
Not everyone, I want to make that clear, but there are sort of dealings that happen that color the way these claims, these claimants are then perceived by insurance companies. Remember, insurance companies tell us all the time that there's so much fraud going on, and they're right to an extent. There is fraud going on, Mm -hmm. which is why when you hire a lawyer or a law firm to deal with your case or or your family member's case, you got to be extra careful who you hire because their reputation and the reputation of whoever you get treatments from is going to potentially impact the value of your case and how your insurance company is going to deal with you. Uh, so as much as I rail against insurance companies all the time for not paying what they're supposed to, I can't understand why it is that they would be suspicious of any claimant that gets a lot of treatments from a clinic that they've identified as a fraudulent clinic, as a clinic that has in the past been charged with doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. Uh, so anyways, he was calling me for advice in terms of what to do. And of course, I explained to him sort of what his options are now two years later. Uh, you know, there are issues. Whenever you want to move from one law firm to another, there are going to yeah. be constraints. There's going to be issues. We, we can deal with those kinds of cases. We've often uh, explained to people what their rights are, and sometimes we've taken over those kinds of cases. But by the same token, John, we have a reputation to uphold, and we don't want to, you know, uh, solely our reputation. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything by the book. But at the same time, we help these individuals who no fault, through no fault of their own, uh, have now been sort of stuck in a situation where the insurance company is now perceiving their claim as, as being, uh, you know, iffy. Yeah. You know, you may be wondering, reaching out any time to, uh, to Savannah, he'd, he'd love to talk to you if you have concerns or issues. You're thinking, yeah, but how do I do it? I keep giving you the number and keep it, write it down, call. No problem, one 821 5900 toll free, of course, in the emails, which we're going to get into here in just a bit, help at disabilityrights.ca. Pal, where do you want to take it? we got so much to cover. Well, I, I wanted just to, to chat about a topic which uh, does come up quite frequently, and I want to get Albert's thoughts here because he's dealt uh, with quite a few of these pre-existing injury cases. Right. Uh, so this is in the context, again, of, a, of, a, of a, uh, an accident, uh, an injury that happens to someone because of someone else's negligence, be it a car accident, a slip and fall, mm-hmm. a boating injury, a cyclist injury, whatever it is. Imagine this, John. Imagine you're in an accident, whatever that accident is. You've injured your knee your right knee, okay? Because of that, you now have to have surgery or you can't walk, whatever the situation is. You make a claim for compensation from the insurance company responsible for whoever caused this injury, okay? Let's say the other driver's insurance company. But that insurance company reviews your medical records and says, well, wait a second, you've had issues with your right knee before this accident. You know, how do you explain the fact that now you have this other injury? And so the issue then becomes, okay, well, how do you separate the two? Well, I'm not going to get into the legalities of this in terms of how the law perceives it, but here's what you need to understand. Uh, When we're dealing with a personal injury case, if you have a weakened knee because of a prior condition or a prior injury, but you're able to function, if now, as a result of your act, you now re-injure that knee, and maybe your knee has been compromised from the condition it had before, now it's more susceptible to a more serious injury, it's not your fault that you are vulnerable. The, who, uh, the person who caused your injury now or their insurance company can't rely on your pre-existing condition, pre-existing injury, pre-existing illness in that knee to say that your injury now is illegitimate and somehow is, is more murky as a result of your prior knee condition. So in other words, the way the law looks at it is if you're vulnerable, if you're a vulnerable condition and somebody caused you injury and you've now been injured 
because of that injury, but also because you were vulnerable as a result of your prior condition, that person who caused the injury is at fault for that. They can't right. get away from it. The insurance company can't simply blame your prior condition. But insurance companies do this all the time. And this happens a lot with pre-existing back pains, shoulder pains, neck pains, chronic pains. Insurance companies will look at all your records and say, oh, wait a second, John. You've been getting physiotherapy and massage and everything else under the sun before the car accident. So why is it that now you're saying you got these injuries from the accident? How do we know? These injuries are from the car accidents as opposed to from before. Well, insurance company, before I could work. Now I can't work. Before I could take my kids to school. Now I can't. Before I could mm -hmm. mow the lawn. Now I can't. There are ways to deal with this. There are ways to, to show the insurance company that the injury you've suffered now or the aggravation to your pre-existing condition has now been made worse. And for that, the insurance company must pay you compensation. And we deal with those kinds of cases. We know how to deal with them. We know how to explain that to the insurance companies and how to get you the compensation uh, that, that you're entitled to, essentially. Whereas other lawyers, again, some of them would be baffled by it. Some insurance companies would be able to just, you know, uh, stand their ground and not pay anything. Yeah. We go right after the insurance companies and make sure that they pay. Uh, and I'm sure, again, Albert has seen this before. This is not uncommon in personal injury cases. Right, Albert? Absolutely. I mean, really, at the end of the day, sort of personal injury case, really what the person that or entity that injures you is required to do at law is put you back in the shoes that you would have had had you not been injured. And so that's really sort of an important concept, right? So even because you have a pre-existing injury, if you were working before, if you were completely functional, yet you had previously fractured your knee, for example, or fractured an ankle, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not entitled to compensation just because you've re-injured that knee. If you've now re-injured that knee and you can't work or that ankle and you can't work, you should be entitled to compensation. And so I guess it kind of, it, it really does swing both ways. So if you had half a knee before and you get injured, that doesn't all, all of a sudden mean that you're entitled to a, to a full knee, but if conversely so, you only have half a knee, and then all of a sudden, really you can't work, at the end of the day, the, the insurer should be compensating you. And we see this all the time. I mean, ins insurance companies will really try and dig back into all these different records, and we see it especially with back, back issues or back pains, and the fact that there's one small notation where some, someone has complained about back pain insurers always try and sort of harp on that and really say because because of this one notation that we saw three years ago we're not going to pay your client and really really it's up to that lawyer to ultimately deal with deal with the insurer convince them that at law that's not that's not the test the test is you have to put my client back in the shoes that they would have been had they not been injured by your club but by that person or that entity Guys, short break. So much more to discuss. We'll continue talking about that pre-existing injuries topic. But in the meantime, toll free to get a hold of Savannah Robert, 1-855-821-5900 is the way you do that. And help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll continue. This is the Disability Law Show. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. 
Hey, welcome back. Disability Law Show. Good to have you along for this half hour. Every Friday you can join us and you can reach out to Savan and his team and Albert as well and his team, one 821 5900 help at disabilityrights.ca. Another avenue to ask questions, and this is through your uh, your smartphone or your, your tablet, uh, your desktop, your laptop, whatever. That would be mydisabilityquestions.com. Use it. First email of the show, guys, comes from uh, Lucas. Lucas up first says, hey, guys, my wife was in a car crash off the 401 last December when another car who was tailgating her hit her and caused a serious accident. She hasn't been back at work since the accident, has been getting more uh, income replacement benefits from her insurer. She broke three ribs and suffered a TBI. She uh, continues to go for brain injury clinic for that. We've been ner- uh, we've been nervous about uh, signing up with a lawyer because of the horror stories we've heard about lawyers being very aggressive and only in it for themselves. But I think that things are getting more complicated. We're getting letters from the other car's insurance company asking us stuff, and I'm overwhelmed with taking care of my wife and our kids at home. I would appreciate some information and guidance from you guys on what we should do. Wow. Yeah, indeed. Wow. Lucas, thank you for writing in. And I'm very sorry for what, uh, what your wife has been going through and your whole family. Uh, TBI is traumatic brain injury, right. and there are different variations and gradations of that. It can be mild. It can be very serious. The fact that she continues to go to a brain injury clinic means that this is more serious. It hasn't you know, simply resolved within a matter of weeks or months. Uh, there are probably some symptoms that are concerning the doctors that are treating her. And, of course, this is something that has to be dealt with because it can be a long-term thing. Now, I don't know how... how uh, uh, old she is, um, John, but I can tell you this, uh, the fact that she broke several uh, ribs, suffered a TBI, tells me that this is a fairly significant uh, accident, very, very significant. And, and the reason why that's important is because this is going to now engage both the accident benefits insurance company, which means the insurance company of the car she was driving. So Lucas's and his wife's insurance company, they're going to have to pay certain benefits and probably you know, are at this point, like income replacement benefits, treatments, all that kind of stuff. And in addition to that, there's going to be a tort claim here. A tort claim means a claim for compensation for things like pain and suffering, future income losses, uh, future treatments, things like that from the other person's insurance company, meaning whoever injured her, whoever was responsible for the accident, the one who was tailgating her. By the way, tailgating is one of my pet peeves. I hate it I know, when people I know. do it. And, and I'll tell you, this is just just a small uh, deviation here. One of the worst things you can do if you're being tailgated is hit the hit brakes. Hit the brakes. The other person yep. a lesson. Because I'll tell you this, not only are you potentially causing an accident and getting yourself in the hospital, or, or even worse, but uh, if there is a legal claim that derives from you hitting the brakes hard, in order to send a message to the other person behind you and there's an accident, you could be found partially at fault. In fact, you probably would be. Don't assume there's because they're tailgating you that they're going to be 100% at fault if you hit the brakes on purpose. So yeah. be careful of that. Now, back to, to Lucas's wife. Look, I understand why they were hesitant to go with a lawyer. I understand that. I mean, many lawyers are aggressive. They'll meet with you. They'll give you a spiel. They'll, you know, sort of play down many of your questions, many of your concerns, and just Take a piece of paper in front of you and say, sign, sign the retainer agreement. Not only do we not do that, uh, our lawyers, our team specifically gives out all the information the person wants and then tells people to think about it. We'll send them the retainer agreement so they can review it on their own time, right? And digest it and, get, and ask us questions. 
But it's really important that we don't push because people obviously are in a very tough spot. Lucas is dealing with this whole situation here, obviously, you know, for months now. It's really important to understand that the reason why the other person's insurance company is contacting them for information is because that insurance company recognizes that their driver, the person who's tailgating, is at fault, potentially would be subjected to a legal action here, and they want to get ahead of the ball. They want to get ahead of you know whatever's happening right now. They want to make sure that they get the information they need. Insurance companies need documentation. So they're probably contacting Lucas because they want to understand what is it, what, you know, what kind of injuries his wife suffered. What are the doctors saying? They're trying to put reserves aside. This is key for people to understand, John. Insurance companies in these situations, when they know there's a potential legal claim coming their way, they have to figure out how much money they got to take from their pot of money of billions of dollars that they have and put it aside to potentially pay this claim. Now, Lucas, here's the thing. If you don't have a lawyer or a law firm representing you, your wife, your family in this case, you are potentially putting yourself in a situation where you may not get the compensation or your wife may not get the compensation that she needs and is allowed to get by law because the other side's insurance company doesn't have the information they require. But I I also caution you, don't deal with them directly because if you deal with them directly, they, again, may ask you to do certain things. They may ask you to produce certain documentation that they're not entitled to. Uh, you know, you got to be very careful. So you do need a lawyer, especially in a case like this. Now, John, in some cases with car accidents, we tell people, look, we can help you with your accident benefits, like your income replacement benefits, your treatments, attendant care. We can help you with those things. We have people on our team that specialize in those areas, in, in that area of law. But in terms of the tort claim, the legal claim against whoever was at fault, sometimes we got to wait a bit to see how the injuries shake out. Did the person... Uh, get better? Are they 100% better three months from now? Are they 80% better six months from now? We need to figure that out because that could impact whether or not we tell you to start that legal claim or not. In this case, though, given that she suffered those broken ribs, suffered the traumatic brain injury, 100% we got to start the process now. Every day we delay, Lucas, uh, there's going to be a delay in terms of getting the money that your wife is owed, that your family is owed. So again, really, really important to understand that there's a lot of moving parts here. We need to understand more about the accident, about the impact on your wife, on your family, because this could be a case that could easily, easily reach uh, six figures. And I'm talking about could potentially be uh, mid to high six figures, maybe even seven figures, right? In terms of compensation that that Lucas and his wife and and the whole family is entitled to from the insurance company. Uh, of the driver that caused this accident. So really important to get in touch with us so that we can talk to you about this, give you all the information you need. And you know how to do that, one 821 5900 Albert, what do you think, pal? What's your take? Yeah, generally speaking, I think everything that Savan said is 100% accurate. You definitely want to start the, uh, start the claim as soon as possible. Obviously, it's been uh, taking a massive toll on your family, and the longer that you delay... The tougher it's going to be. Litigation, unfortunately, does take time. So the quicker that you do start, hopefully the quicker that you'll be able to get some resolution. Nothing's going to undo, unfortunately, this very, very unfortunate accident and the toll that it's going to take on your family. But as the sooner that you do start, uh, the, the quicker that you'll be able to hopefully put this behind you and start to move forward. 
And again, guys, reaching out to Savannah or Albert or their respective teams, don't hesitate just to make a phone call. Do not stay in the dark. Do not be ignorant about this stuff. Reach out and have a chat. one 821 5900 help at disabilityrights.ca. If you're ready, Savannah, we can move on to another email unless you want to go on with uh, more of an answer for Lucas. No, no, I think this is great, John. Uh, okay. We'll get in touch with him after the show, and then we can Good. talk in more detail about his case. Well, we got uh, about two minutes left to go, guys. Uh, Savannah, you want to bust in another email, or do you want to finish off with some uh, some comments about what we've been talking about? You know, l- l- let me make some comments, because one yeah. of the things that I often hear when I speak with claimants, uh, when I speak with individuals out there who, you know, through no fault of their own, have been injured or have an elderly parent or a friend or a colleague who's been injured, again, through no fault of their own, and now are suffering because of those injuries, and maybe they can't work, or maybe they can work, but on modified duties, and they don't know what their rights are, and they're afraid to call a lawyer or a law firm. You know, John, we talked uh, for a long time on many of our shows about this great website that we had created, allowing people to get accurate answers to the questions they have, and it's called MyDisabilityQuestions.com. And that's a website that, you know, you talk a lot about, uh, John, when we do these shows, where People have literally posted thousands of questions over the years, and we've answered all those questions. Sometimes we tell you, listen, if you want to talk more specifically about your case, probably better for you to just contact us directly. It doesn't cost anything to get this information. We are not going to charge you a dime, but at least you'll have the information you need. Don't go to Dr. Google to try and get the information you need. You know, we don't do that about diseases. We shouldn't do that about diseases. We shouldn't do that about legal questions as well because, again, you want to make sure that whatever information you get is tailored specifically to your case, to your scenario, to your facts. And that's what we do here. We give this information. If you need more information, contact us directly. We'll be more than happy to speak with you. And do so at your leisure, but uh, make sure you do it uh, for sure. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred the number to reach the guys. And uh, you want to reach out through email like we uh, we just spoke of one and talked about it on our help at disabilityrights.ca. And as uh, Savan says, mydisabilityquestions.com. Guys, it's free. It's anonymous. Use the tool that is built for you. And we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. We'll pick it up next Friday here. More of the Disability Law Show will be on the way at that time. Enjoy your weekend. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.